After months of waiting, finally sports are back in our lives and isn't it great? Real games, real results and real meaning behind them. I know what I'm watching too in the NHL, where the Toronto Maple Leafs finally break through and bring Lord Stanley back to Hogtown. They, well, they probably won't, but I'll be watching for that anyway. On the baseball diamond, hasn't it been great just watching Aaron Judge for the Yankees sock them dinger so far? That's been fantastic to watch. And of course, the best league in the world, the NBA, down in Orlando, in the bubble. Things have been going great so far. At the end of this, will we see a new champion? Will the Lakers break through? Will the Bucks win it? Or will the Raptors go back to back? Well, only two Time will tell for those things. But one thing you don't have to wait for is to get 40% off an annual subscription to The Athletic. That's right. Head to theathletic.com slash no dunks and sign up today and you will receive 40% off an annual subscription. That's right. Head to theathletic.com slash no dunks to receive 40% off. And that won't only give you access to the basketball content on the channel. It will give you absolutely access to every single article and podcast on The Athletic Network. So go and do it today. You won't regret it. That's head to theathletic.com athletic.com slash no dunks and receive 40% off an annual subscription today. to read your emails and tweets. It's Thursday, August 6th. I'm J.E. Skeets, and alongside me here on the sand, ready to crack a cold one. It's Tass Mellis. Hey, everybody. Hey, Tassie. We got the bearded one, Trey Kirby. hey yo. Hey-o. The international man of mystery taking it to the Max Lee Ellis. Friends. Mm. And last but not least, making the magic happen, it's J.D. Hello. There he is, and here we are. Long time no podcast, boys. What's it been? <laughs> 12 hours since we jumped on Zoom to do a podcast? Yeah, I hope you guys are all downloading and listening or maybe even watching the Bubble Wrap recap podcast that we've been doing every night with the seeding games from Orlando. We'll be doing it once again here on Thursday night and again throughout the weekend. You can join us live on YouTube, so check that out. Subscribe to the No Dunks YouTube channel if you want to or if not. You know, we get the podcast up uh, an hour or two later and you can download that be it on the Athletic Network or Apple or Spotify. Having fun. Everybody holding up after a week straight of Bubble Wrap Podcast. Lee, you're shaking your head a little bit. Does no, it, I mean, it hit you? Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. It's just the uh, the mornings are a little tough when you've got a couple of little ones running around the house to get that little extra nap in. But uh, yeah, you know, so far so good. Yeah, we, uh, we got a little lucky on, <clears throat> I guess that was late Wednesday night. We started early. Uh, so we got to bed at somewhat of a normal time, though. I don't know about you, JD. I, I can't go to sleep immediately after the show. Like, I'm all wired. It's like we just did a Vegas show or something like that. I'm, like, up for another hour, like, scrolling on my phone, basically doing nothing. But my mind's not ready to go to bed. I don't know about you. Yeah, and I made the mistake the other night of uh, firing up the old PlayStation because I couldn't sleep. That added another two Ooh. hours to, uh, you know, shooting zombies and stuff. So uh, that was a bad idea. I think screens in general are a good idea if you want to go to sleep. Yeah. Especially if you're all wired. Yeah, we should just, uh, we got to pick up a book. That'll help put us to sleep. Yeah, don't, don't, you're right. Don't get your eyes focused on a television screen or your 
or your tablet or your phone. It's it's not good. But I, there do, is an energy do, to the show too that it's just tough to come down from. Mm-hmm. Do books have Zoom? Maybe we can do it over books. Mm, maybe, mm, maybe. Yeah. Guys, email us your questions, nodunksattheathletic.com. Tweet them in at nodunksinc or use the hashtag nodunks. Uh, yes, Beach Steppin continues. Despite doing a nightly show with Bubble Wrap, we had to keep this because the emails are just too good to us. Yeah, there's lots coming in and some very, very good ones. First one. Hello, all wedgies. I'm Brazilian. So as a kid, I basically played soccer. Never even liked basketball. But one day, one of my best friends at the time showed up at our neighborhood with a basketball. It was awful. (laughs) Everyone abandoned soccer and started playing basketball. We never even played FIFA anymore. Just shot zombies. No, I'm just kidding. It was all NBA Live from that point on. This was around 2002, 2003. So whenever we played NBA Live, I had to choose the team with the best player because I sucked at it. I ended up always playing with the Timberwolves because of Kevin Garnett. Eventually, the sport grew on me, and I grew to love KG and the state of Minnesota. So much so, I was devastated when the Wolves lost to the Lakers in six in the 2004 Western Conference Finals. Kareem Rush went six for seven from deep and scored 18 points to seal the series. Haven't heard that name in a long time. Mm -hmm. If only he hadn't had the game of his life, we would have definitely won game seven at home. I truly believe KG and the Wolves could have won the finals against the Pistons. So, my question is, what's your biggest, not so obvious, what if? Can be basketball or not? Aparecem amo vasej incrível. That's turn up, love you guys, awesome in Portuguese. That's from Pedro. And shout out to my man, Dave Francisco, for helping uh, with the pronunciations mm-hmm. of Portuguese. That's some hard stuff. Well done. Uh, Skeet, start us off here. And not so obvious, what if, b-ball or not? I'm going to keep it to b-ball because I know we got a lot of silly questions as this podcast goes on. Um, It's a weird what if. I think we've talked about it before. And it's strange because the guy still went on to make the Hall of Fame uh, just a few years ago. But to me, the NBA's ultimate what if is what if Grant Hill doesn't bugger his ankle and doesn't struggle with the injuries. Again, becomes a Hall of Famer anyway. But I do think there is a, you know, a situation where it plays out where he doesn't injure his ankle that he, Grant Hill, is on the very short list of the greatest basketball players of all time. I truly, truly believe that. Now, a part of that is I was such a Grant Hill fan. I thought Penny Hardaway, like, he was my favorite player at the time when I was young back in the mid-90s. But Grant Hill to me was like, well, he's going to be the best. Um, because he was amazing, young. At 24, he finished third to Carl Malone and Michael Jordan in the MVP vote. He was averaging 22, 9, and 7. A couple years later, um, you know, he's averaging 26 points per game. He was a point forward before we really even knew what that truly meant. Uh, and just, uh, it's just like a huge what if to me. I do think there is a scenario where he is, he's up there with, he's up there with the MJs and LeBrons and Kobe's. Like Grant Hill is right there in the mix. So it's a basketball what if, but uh, man, he was something specially, especially, oh. of course, back with the Pistons when he was just dominating. I agree. I, I absolutely think he could have been top 10 of all time if his career had played yeah. out. Um, he, he came into the league and he was great from the start. He only got better. And yeah, he didn't really have, like, he was more like almost better than a Scottie Pippen in that point forward uh, role there. You know, um, he, he had it all. And uh, it was tragic that he, you know, his career was cut so short. Uh, well, I guess I guess in the end it, it, it carried <laughs> it? on. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but his prime, we lost his real prime where he was going to put his stamp on the league and, uh, you know, never got to the finals, 
never got a championship and never we never really got to see him in those um big big moments like that which is yeah. uh, so sad because uh yeah i, I agree it, it, there's very few players that come into the league from the start i mean shaq's one of them and they're like oh my god this guy is just an absolute beast from day one and uh and i believe grant hill was that as well and then yeah we 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 lost him to those injuries and he just never when he came back he was still a very good great role player but nowhere near the sort of player who was like, this guy should have had multiple, you know, long runs into the playoffs, probably finals, probably a finals MVP, maybe even an MVP of the league at some point yeah. as well. Whoa, um, a regular Fred Van Vliet out here with the future <laughs> finals MVPs. But uh, yeah, well, I mean, was he was like... That was a Alexander. Right <laughs> that's, that's a fair point. But uh, he's what, 21 years old when he comes in because players used to actually stay in college back yep. then. So he's just ready to play at an all-NBA level. I think you definitely forget that Grant Hill was like, a monster athlete there's multiple youtube reels of his dunks from early in his career you kind of think of him as a smooth player doing it all but the guy had a lightning quick first step i remember sports illustrated for kids was always bigging up his second step the fastest second step in the league something i had never heard of but it's true the guy could get to the hoop like instantly and then it was just uh he could rise up and dunk he would have been what lebron is before lebron was really I, I think so. And then there's the what if to the what if is what if Duncan and him team up Grand Hill in Orlando? I mean, it was yeah. fairly close by all accounts. And like, holy crap. You know, like try and wrap your head around Tim Duncan and Grant Hill, you know, if they were both healthy on the magic in the Eastern Conference. I mean, what are the damage they could have done there? So uh, any other answers to this one? I'll jump in next because Grant Hill is actually on my team that I want to talk about later in his career, the Phoenix Suns, everyone's second favorite mm. team when they had Nash and Amari. They never got to an NBA Finals. And people always talk about 2007, Robert Ory checking Steve Nash and then Amari and Boris Diaw getting suspended. The Suns lose that series to the Spurs. But 2010, at the end of the run, Grant Hill on this team in the Western Conference Finals, similar to uh, the emailer scenario, 2-2 in L.A. If Phoenix wins, they go home for Game 6. Could definitely be going to an NBA Finals. Three and a half seconds left. Lakers ball. Inbound to Kobe, who airballs short out of nowhere. Ron Artest comes up with it. Put back for the game winner. That one way up high off the glass. It would have gone to OT and back to Phoenix. So the Lakers went on to win the Finals. And that was really the end of the Suns. And Grant Hill was starting every single game uh, for the Phoenix Suns in in the playoffs there. That was just... That was a huge turn of events. Remember, Kobe was way short on that. Ron Artest just bodied uh, Jason Richardson to get to the ball and threw it up absolutely out of nowhere and that changed uh, yeah changed a, a Lakers rematch with the Celtics that year and yeah it would have been fun to see uh, a Phoenix Boston NBA Finals the what if Kobe doesn't airball it just that part is uh, that's crazy like he yeah. misses it yeah yeah but, like he just misses a normal shot and then there's probably no Artest rebound there and then who knows what happens of course but it's the fact that it sort of went right to run uh, that's a good one what do you got Lee uh, I'm going back to March 2012 when Monte Ellis was traded to the Milwaukee Bucks for Andrew Bogut. Uh, apparently the deal was the, the Warriors were trying to offload Steph Curry. They didn't want to trade Monte Ellis, but his ankles uh, gave the Bucks concern. And they were like, we don't really want him. We don't think this guy's got a long future. So instead, it's Monte for Andrew Bogut. And uh, then Steph Curry explodes to become a two-time MVP. If he's in Milwaukee... 
I mean, does that happen? Probably not. I don't think. I don't think he even stays in Milwaukee all that long. I think he maybe he leaves at some point. So uh, it's just incredible that the, the 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 Warriors were the ones saying, "Take Steph Curry, take him," and the Bucks are like, "No, we don't want him. We want Monte instead." And uh, yeah, I mean, the rest is history. The uh, the the Warriors go on to have one of the most dominant runs of all time, uh, win a couple of championships. Steph uh, changes the game, and uh, and the Bucks. I mean. You know, they're okay now, but uh, at the time they gave up Andrew Bogut and got Monte. And Monte only stayed, I think, uh, what, one season in the end? I can't remember what it was, but, uh, you know, I mean, obviously the Bucks would love to have that trade back if they could. So <laughs> I think so. Yeah. Can we get a do-over? Yeah, yeah. Wouldn't, wouldn't it be fascinating just to see that? I mean, like, that's one thing that um, that Ethan Sherwood-Strauss uh, revealed in his book, that the Bucks, oh, excuse me, the Warriors, you know, at one point nearly traded... Chris Paul for Clay and Steph, yeah, and that yeah. one didn't happen. Uh, so you know, it just shows how much luck is involved, and just like you know, like we look at the Warriors and think what an organization they've been over the last five to ten years. But ultimately, it comes down to just like, oh, we got lucky with that one, didn't we, guys? I mean, uh, things just sort of fell into place for us. The way they drafted, they get Draymond Green in the second round. He turns into a player that nobody possibly could have predicted. Um, so yeah, timing and situation and circumstances that you have almost no control over sometimes just work in your favor Mm -hmm. Trey what do you got let's stay in 2012 here's a what if that I don't know if it changes anything in the NBA at all but what if the 2012 Charlotte Bobcats actually win the lottery that year remember they tanked harder than maybe any team had tanked up until that point they won seven games during the lockout season a sterling point one zero six win percentage And then they get the number two draft pick in the Anthony Davis draft. They get MKG. People were excited about MKG back then. They thought he could be an impactful defender, at the very least a Tony Allen. But he never ended up really getting to Tony Allen status, and he definitely never got to Anthony Davis status. What really changes Lingwai? I don't know. The Hornets slash Bobcats have won three playoff games since Anthony Davis was drafted. Maybe they win six. I don't know what it is. They would have been better, you think. Maybe they don't ever change their name to the Hornets. Maybe he puts uh, the Bobcats on his back, him and Bismack Biombo and Kemba Walker, and they turn into a real team. And we're calling them the Charlotte Bobcats still. Who knows? Who knows, man? Yeah, Rufus. Rufus would still be around. Cool shades on. (laughs) Those are great. Good start to this podcast. I like this. Good basketball answers. Any other silly ones that anyone wanted to throw into the mix? JD, you got anything? No, I got nothing. I'm working on a technical thing here. Oh no! I've got, oh. I've got, a, I've got a silly one. Uh, Kawhi shot against Philadelphia last year. What if the refs waved that off for travel? Because he sort of does that gather there, you know, and then he shoots it like he would have still in his motion. So it was still would have, would have been the shot. It would have rattled in. Imagine that. Now they call it off travel overtime and then the Raptors lose. There would have been the imagine the conspiracy theorists then about the NBA Whoa. hating the Raptors. You know, yeah, that's true. Yeah, it would be known as the travel, not the shot. Oh, exactly. Stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> thank God. Thank God. They swallowed the whistle. All right. Next one. Hello. Yes. Layups. My girlfriend likes to sleep with the TV on. Luckily, she is not particular about what is on. Bubble wrap has now become our soothing nighttime watch slash listen. Have you guys started doing any new nightly routines during these crazy times? That's from Cole Ram in Pitt Meadows, which is located in beautiful British Columbia, Canada. Thanks, Cole. Cole Ram from Pitt Meadows. (laughs) Sounds awesome. Uh, What do you got, Tass? You changed up your routine at all now? We got the bubble wrap going? Well, yeah, we're recording at about 12 to 1, and uh, it, I find it weird, but I've started brushing my teeth and flossing before the show, so I'm <laughs> ready for bed. 
uh, right right when it's done. I mean, it doesn't work, as you guys said. It's <laughs> impossible to go to bed right after a show. I mean, but I think back to the old uh, TV days when we're on TV. I wish I had this habit of brushing my teeth. Maybe not flossing. I don't really care to floss. But brush my teeth before the show because I was always thinking, oh, there's a, there's a big chunker in my teeth somewhere because I never really <laughs> cleaned my teeth. I wish I had that habit. But now, I mean, like I, I sit there, as, as JD said, I'll find something to do. I'll find a screen to look at. If my computer's unavailable, I, I got a TV. Oh, yeah, I got, a, I got another. I got a phone. I got an iPad to look at. It's stupid. And it feels weird to get ready for bed before a show when I'm not even getting ready for bed anyways. I feel like it's saving time, but it's not doing anything. We got to start doing the bubble wrap, everybody in their pajamas. Yeah. That would be funny. Um, Yeah. No, you're right. For me, it's the same idea. Like, I think because we're up so late now, I'm just eating weird things at like two in the morning. Like after we wrap up recording, you're hungry because you've been up for so long. You had dinner like six hours ago at that point. So I'm like, the other night I'm having toast with peach jam on it. Oh, I yeah. never eat peach jam, oh. ever. But I'm like, well, it's here. You know, it's uh, going to be simple. It's going to be an easy make. So that's one thing. And the other thing that's changed for me, I don't play any more uh, WGT since basketball restarted. No more golf online with the guys. Haven't <laughs> even opened it once because there's basketball on all day and then we're doing the podcasting at night. So I... Uh, I miss hitting the links, Lee. Miss my uh, virtual yeah. golfer, man. Yeah, <laughs> I was I was playing well too. I just uh, just finished top fifty in a tournament, man. I was oh. really really finding my stroke, but uh, it's over because basketball's back. What about uh, you, Lee? Yeah, well, for me, uh, so I've really struggled to get it, keep my my uh, bar three routine during the sort of lockdown quarantine situation because you know I like to do it in the morning, but I've always got the boys and it's hard. So now I've been spending so much time sitting on my big fat bum during watching games. I'm like, I put the boys to bed, then I come downstairs to get ready for the show. And I'm like, I've actually got some time now. So I can start doing a few squats, a few push-ups, a few lunges, a few stretches. I'm I'm starting to actually feel it. And I'm like, all right, it feels good to actually do some exercise uh, with the body again. Because, you know, like like I say, I One of the best ways. Yeah. <laughs> I just find, uh, you know, since last Thursday, and even back to the scrimmages, like I just find I'm just plonked in the chair sometimes watching games because I can't really, if I have the TV on, I'm always distracted. So when you've got the computer there, you're sitting down, you're just watching and like, oh man, I've been, I've been sitting here for like four hours and I've barely even moved. So uh, it's, it's good to get a little bit of the blood flowing in. But I've also instituted a new rule, a new rule. This has actually started before the NBA came back. Because, again, with, with two boys in the house and the three-year-old, if I go to the toilet, he finds that, he sees that as an invitation to come on in and see what I'm doing. And I'm just like, I'm like, all right, you know what? You're nearly four years old now. You're banned from coming into the toilet when I go in there. So I lock the door. I'm like, that's it. I'm pooping in privacy and in peace from now on. That's it. I've done it for the last, you know, <laughs> the last seven or eight years. I've had to share my bathroom experiences and you put up with it. But I yeah. finally put the hammer down and said, no more. This is my time. So <laughs> it's a new it's a new kind of routine or rule, I guess. But uh, yeah, it's uh, it feels great. I feel free again. <laughs> Have the boys seen you do the leapy? That's what I really want to know. Have you seen you <laughs> mount really. that Is that thing? why you're working on your squats? Yeah, no, I don't. I, I mean, that tends to happen at night when uh, when there's no one else around. Okay, so okay. I, I haven't done it, but uh, man, I, <laughs> I, you know what? My three year old, 
he the other day came you know he just thinks it's time to come in and the door was locked and i wouldn't let him in and i saw his little fingers under the door he's like daddy daddy (laughs) no it's like it's like a scary movie i'm like no you're out you just stay out (laughs) trey what about you oh i love the new schedule and you just got to keep doing things anytime there's downtime so for me i'll get up early in the morning go fishing do yoga with the girls i'm foam rolling at halftime you know if uh if it's halftime at a four o'clock game, I'll go make a pot of rice. And then at the next commercial break, I'm chopping shallots. The next commercial break, I'm chopping garlic. Next thing you know, you got a fried rice going. <laughs> you got a jump rope. You can do 10 minutes at halftime. It's easy. And then after the show, like you guys are saying, you can't turn it off and go to bed right away. I know we were done early last night, but that just means there's more time to watch bass fishing on YouTube. For me, <laughs> guaranteed, I'm watching something on YouTube afterwards. Sometimes it'll be F1. Sometimes it'll be fishing. Sometimes it'll be our show just to see what kind of dumb stuff we were saying about 20 (laughs) minutes ago. You have no idea what you're saying at nighttime. But uh, yeah, the night owl lifestyle, I'm loving it. Oh, man, I am not proud to admit this. But last night after the show, uh, you know, we get it posted. I'm ready to go to bed. And I'm like, I'll download the show. And uh, I throw in my, my AirPods and I start listening to the show. I end up listening to the entire show that we had just recorded. And I'm like, what am I doing? Like, I even caught myself. Like, And I like to try and listen to our show as much as I can. I'll do it on a run if I can or whatever. But like, right after we got done doing it and then JD posted an hour later, I'm listening to it. And I listened to the entire thing and then I went to bed. So uh, maybe I just missed you guys after uh, we said goodbye, logged off from Zoom. Had to hear that voice again. Had to check your all bubble team again there, Lee, what you did <laughs> maybe, on last night. Maybe forward. we shouldn't log off from Zoom. We should just leave the Zoom Keep it on. on. Yeah. <laughs> and, and then we just slowly, as you know, everyone drifts off to sleep, then you're like, okay, now I guess it's time to go to sleep, you know? Yeah, maybe. Uh, JD, I know, I know you're working on some technical difficulties over there, but do you have an answer for this one? Uh, what are we talking about? Uh, nighttime. <laughs> nighttime. Okay, JD. Sorry, I yeah, never we'll know. So I don't want to skip JD without him having a chance to answer. But uh, he's into something else on today's show. <laughs> Task next one. Hey, fam. Longtime listener, longtime emailer. Back in May 2018, when Coach Budenholzer picked the Milwaukee Bucks over a couple other suitors, I had a brief, good-natured Twitter exchange with one JE Skeets. Skeets expressed his confusion as to why Bud would select the Bucks in the city of Milwaukee over his beloved Toronto. Mm. As I recall, Skeets was a bit disappointed that the best coach available had chosen a division rival over what he thought was a clearly superior situation. Not a division rival, a comrade, whatever. With the benefit of hindsight, as well as a soon-to-be-framed 2019 championship towel and a coach that is widely (laughs) regarded as the best in the league, I assume that Skeets is very comfortable with how things played out. So here's my question. Basketball or otherwise, what is something that you were opposed to at the time, thought was stupid or regretted, but ultimately came to realize that it was the right decision? That's from Andrew in Milwaukee. Trey, you got an answer for this. Well, I hope Matteo is listening because I got to take an L for fighting him so hard when he wanted to switch us from WhatsApp to Slack. Because I was like, why do we need yet another messaging program? WhatsApp even has a desktop client. This is ridiculous. This is so stupid. I don't need to learn another another program. And now I'm slacked up, baby. We're talking multiple channels. I'm making uh, individual emojis for people. You never know uh, when you're going to need to blast Danny LaRue's face to something, you know? Uh, but yeah, Slack, 
Slack, I didn't want to learn it, but now I'm glad I did because there are just so many great messaging features. <laughs> when he's it. not jacking it, he's slacking it. Uh, yeah, yeah, I do remember that. I actually recall that uh, the, the the movement to uh, to Slack, <laughs> and there was some blowback if I if I do recall. Oh, there was some Slack back for sure. We were yeah. like, should we let this person in? Should we let him in? Oh, we didn't. Yeah. We did it, thankfully. <laughs> that, that was a good decision for sure. Lee, <laughs> mm. well, you got an answer for this? Yeah, um, I'm going to say uh, the bubble. The bubble. So far, it's been uh, fantastically mm. well run by the NBA. And when it was first brought about, I was like, oh, it's not going to work. What are you going to do? Put all, hundreds of people together and get them all to quarantine and make sure they're wearing masks and all that. It just doesn't make any sense. It's going to be five months after the league uh, was suspended. You may as well just end this season and move on. But uh, I have to. I have to say, uh, the NBA did has so far done everything very, very well. Um, you know, there hasn't been any outbreaks that we've seen. I think just yesterday we saw yet another return that there'd been no positive tests. They're not taking any chances. You know, we're seeing guys like Lou Williams who left, and the NBA is like, all right, well, you're getting in quarantine for ten days. We don't want anyone to uh, sort of take their foot off the gas here. And I mean, the basketball's been great. I think, you know, so far we are probably going to see a champion. I think we're going to get through the end of this um, from what from what I've seen so far. So everything has been great. It's great to have basketball back. Um, you know, there's still a lot of issues, of course, with the coronavirus around the world. But uh, the NBA has taken leadership and shown what can be done if uh, if people are, are led the right way. And, uh, and everything the NBA has done has been fantastic. So uh, I will say hats off. And I, I certainly hope we do get through the end of this. And uh, at the end of it, we'll just say, man, what a... What an awesome job the league did. Skeets, you got an answer? Yeah, I guess my real answer is buying a house. I was definitely, uh, I don't know if opposed to it at the time is the right way to put it, but I was skeptical, um, and uh, Nora was really pushing for it, and now I love it. I'm happy we made that decision. Love the house we got, and, uh, you know, turns out we're basically paying the exact same thing on our mortgage as we were for our damn rental anyway, so uh, might as well own it. Um, But I wanted to uh, sort of jam this other one in here, and it was tweeting about a dumb NBA rule the other night, and I just want to get your guys' take on it. Um, as soon as I sent the tweet, I was like, ah, oh, that was stupid because I worded that wrong. Wait till I get these replies. But I'm ultimately glad I made this decision to tweet it. And what I'm talking about is, did you guys see the play? I guess it was Tuesday night, so it's a couple nights ago. Celtics Heat game where Tice, he dove out of bounds to save the ball. And as he dives out, he saves it. It hits a Heat player under the rim. I forget who it was. It may have been Tyler Hero. Yeah, Ricochets Hero. off Hero and then hit Tice um, you know, on the arm, on the hand, while he is lying on the ground out of bounds. Okay, So that's the play for everyone listening and for you guys. I tweeted about it. I wrote, quote, That's a rule I've never understood. If I throw the ball off of you while I'm falling out of bounds and then it ricochets off a player and it hits me while I'm clearly out of bounds... Why is it still called off of me? I'm out of bounds. It might as well hit a chair. <laughs> now, again, as soon I as I press send... capped this tweet immediately because this is insane. This is insane to me. What? That, from my, my yes, problem your with take, your okay, take well, on this is insane Let's get into it. So, yeah, I, I press send. I regretted it immediately, especially how I finished the tweet with the whole chair. I knew as soon as I said chair, people were going to, like, <laughs> you know, fixate on that. But it sort of not, wasn't my point. But anyway... A lot of people are like, and it sounds like Trey is one of them, you know, like, what the hell are you talking about? You're an active player in the game. The chair isn't. So I was getting a lot of that. But that was sort of my argument. My problem with the rule is once I'm out of bounds, 
I don't think I should be considered active until I reestablish two feet inbounds. That's, that's how I think the rule should be changed or applied. So Trey, you think it was a stupid tweet. Again, I just like, I, I, I just don't love it. I like, if I save it, and then I'm out. I am out of bounds, so I'm no longer part of the play. Now, I know that's actually technically not the rule, but that's how it should be to me. Just because it then hits you, and then I'm, it hits me. Like, why? Why is it? If you're it out of bounds and the ball touches you, you're out of bounds. I mean, that's, that's the simplest explanation for it. Otherwise, you're just going to be able to stand out of bounds the whole time. Why would I stand out of bounds? What, how is that benefiting my team? Okay, it's not going to benefit your it's team, not. but it, this uh, changing this rule doesn't literally it doesn't make any sense to me. Granted, the first time I saw it, I'm gone off the Sunday scaries, and it doesn't make any sense to me how this could possibly work. But if you're out of bounds and the ball touches you, it's out of bounds, and, and I think that that has to be the case always because it's uh, otherwise you get into okay, was uh, if a foot is a you know a toe out of bounds, does that count as being established out of bounds? If one foot is out of bounds, is that out of bounds? Is two feet? What's establishing? Then you're getting into the NFL versus NCAA football rules. It's a lot easier just to say if you're out of bounds and you touch the ball, you're out yeah. of bounds. I, I get it. I get it. It just seems a little strange to me. That's all. It's like I am like, and that's why I said like I'm basically a chair at that point. In in my if I if I had the, you know, the ability to change the rules. It's like I'm out. I am out. So and it's hitting me. Okay. So Trey, let me let me ask this weird hypothetical. This tight situation. Let's say he saves it. He's falling out of bounds. It ricochets off Tyler Hero, and and then. As it's ricocheting back, let's just say it's possible, Tice jumps in the air. He jumps in the air. He's not touching out of bounds. It hits Tice and then comes back. So is he, He's still is he out, out of bounds? bounds in that? He's still out of bounds. Like you're now, saying, why, why is he out of bounds in that situation to you? Then? Because he hasn't reestablished himself inbounds. He's not inbounds yet. He's still out of bounds. Even though he's, not, he's in the air. It's, 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 uh, he's crossed yes. the line. He, yes, yeah. he has yeah. to has if, have his feet back in bounds. It's just like, but he uh, was out of he was out of bounds on the initial save then because he was in the air. That's why you can't call a timeout when you're in the air anymore. Yeah, well, that's true. That is a rule change. Oh, what do you guys think, Tass? Lee, does this make any sense? <laughs> well, uh, yeah. So, so I, I saw that play as well, and I thought uh, after it hit uh, Tyler Hero, it hit the end line anyway. Which okay, means... for, don't 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 worry about that. Yes, uh, I no, thought but, so but, too, but a different issue. Yeah, but but, but doesn't that mean then then it doesn't matter if it hits Tice because then it's automatically the last person to touch it and it goes out off. So it's well, off that's good. That's a good point. Yeah, if yeah. if the ball hits off Hero's knee because hits out of bounds and then hits yeah. Tice, then it doesn't matter. If if the ball yeah. or any player is touching one of the end lines, that's counted as out of bounds in the mm-hmm. NBA, right? So the ball hits Hero, hits the line. So the last person to touch it before it became a dead ball. Was Tyler Hero, and right. it goes back as also to the um, the other day when Jason Tatum. They said the ball was in the air, but he was still in the back court. Well, as far as I'm concerned, and you still see it. Like if a guy saves the ball and he's out of bounds and he's over the line, but his last time he touched the ground was in the court, then it's mm-hmm. play on. Mm-hmm. So, so that to me is is weird. That it's like you can be over the line in in the air, but you're still in bounds because your last time you touched the ground, you were in in bounds. Yeah. So. It's you know so for Daniel Tice it's like but he 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 was on the ground so he's out of bounds because he's crossed he's touched the ground so if the ball hits him and it and it doesn't hit that baseline first then the last person to touch it before it goes out was Tice right but that's half court the back court scenario is so confusing because that's the one 
rule, I feel like, that is not line-based. That one is ball-based yeah. rather than line yeah. and foot-based, right? Because if you touch the free-throw line, it doesn't count. That's a lane violation. If you touch the three-point line, that's a two-pointer. If you touch yeah. the out-of-bounds line, you're out-of-bounds. But for some reason, despite the fact that we have a line down half court, we're using the ball. That was why it was so weird uh, on that yeah. play, I thought. Because yeah. you see, let's say a player, let's say a player is dribbling the ball over half court and he loses possession, like he loses sort of control of it. And he runs up to the halfway line and the ball in the air goes over the halfway line and he grabs it and brings it back. That's not an over and back Mm-mm. because his feet are stayed in bounds. Yeah. So, so it's the same thing for for anything else as far as the lines go. As as far as I'm concerned, if you're in, if if the ball is over the line and in the air, but you remain in bounds, then the, it's play on. The ball is still live. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Tass, anything to add to this? No, no, no. I think we've lined it up. We've aired it up. I think we've we've done a lot there. Um, so I'll I'll answer this quickly here uh, and then move on, or else we're not going to get to all these questions. I think. We, I don't know. We might have to do two podcasts, JD. Might have to cut this in half. The way we're going at ten minutes per question here. Uh, but uh, quickly, what did I, uh, I? I never, never really wanted in my life was a headband. I didn't want a headband ever. I didn't think I'd ever wear a headband. I just didn't see the need. I was okay with some sweat in my eyes. But now, I put on a nice terry cloth headband. It feels great, and it, it blocks a lot of sweat. I mean, down here in the south obviously extremely hot i've put on a hat run running outside doesn't soak up the sweat i need to be soaked up like a nice headband it'll look like a goof huge goof but it's it's definitely substance over style with a headband just never thought never thought i'd be the guy now i might look into cooler headbands because right now i'm just wearing a free headband that i got and uh, it's working Is like a Is that a, a Palm charm. Bay headband? You still got that one? <laughs> nice pull. Nice pull. I was waiting for somebody to pull it out. Old Palm Bay came in a, an 8 or 12 pack of Palm Bay sweet, sweet alcoholic drinks way back in Canada. I still have it just sitting around for this reason. And uh, now I think I might need a better one. Uh, I don't even know what a better headband is. A headband is a friggin' headband. <laughs> That's a pretty cool one, actually, yeah. It's not weird. bad. It's not bad. Uh, and just quickly to address the emailer... He said, you know, Skeets was upset that Mike Budenholzer selected Milwaukee over Toronto in 2018. And, and, and Skeets and a lot of, you know, Toronto fans said, hey, we're a team that, that won whatever they won in 2018. I think, you know, some 55 maybe they yeah, won that year. Like 59, that. wasn't it? I thought. Was that the 59 year? Oh, maybe it was, yeah. Yeah, I think so. Anyways, they won a ton of games. The Bucks, uh, you had Giannis Tetkumpo. And the, the Raptors didn't have Kawhi at the time. So he was picking... Giannis versus Kyle and Demar, mm-hmm. and yeah, it worked out that they traded for Masai. Um, pulled it off a couple months later. They pulled off the Kawhi move, but you know, most people outside of Toronto said, you know, not a bad move. Maybe you want to go to a city. Lots of uh, articles now from the Athletic talking about Mike Budenholzer liking the having dinners and and the wine scene maybe the wine scene is better in toronto than it is in milwaukee i don't know the wine scene but i'm just assuming but as far as the the basketball goes pretty decent pick i think either either way it worked out for really both parties as uh, andrew said and uh yeah the soon to be framed 2019 championship towel it's been dropped off guys went in there went to the moog gallery saw um saw cat (laughs) Beautiful woman. She's taking care of me. It's going to be a while. You know, there's a backlog. Uh, she said a lot of people, because everybody's at home, uh, you know, you're starting to get to all these projects that you've probably just uh, weren't taking care of. 
uh, during the pandemic. So she's like, there's a lot of people dropping stuff off to get framed. So it's going to be a couple weeks. Can't wait to show you guys. I'm excited. We went over the matting, went over the frame. And get this. I can't believe I tried this, but Nora made me do it. She says, hey, you got a lot of followers on Instagram and Twitter. See if you can get some sort of discount. You're going to take a photo of it for sure once you get it. Ask them if you tag them in it. Get a little bit of a discount. No problem, guys. Just like that. Instantly, she said, yeah, I'll give you a discount. It'll be great. Try well, she probably knows it's going to get prime placement just sitting on your bed for weeks and weeks. <laughs> no, that's going to be hung up above <laughs> the bed after uh, I get a frame, Trey. I can't wait. So I'm very, very excited for that. And also, Trey, or Tassa, I want this beach step in to go so long that it just rolls right into the bubble wrap tonight. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Our so next that, one. That'll Sorry. be perfect. That towel will be perfect for guests to be able to use when they come on over. It's their, just hop off the bed. Oh, here's my towel. Nice. No, no, no. It's going to be behind glass, Tass. I was going to go plexiglass. Turns out plexiglass is actually more expensive than glass. Crazy. <laughs> Crazy. And, it's you know, you got issues if you scratch it. That's a problem. Anyway. All right. This one uh, we should be able to fly through quickly because there's nothing, yeah, right. to, nothing to answer. No, well... It's a, it's a comment. I always say send your questions or your comments, and this one really is more of a comment. Hey, no funks. You guys talked about how hearing contact can affect calls being made in the quiet atmosphere of NBA bubble games. This always brings back the same memory for me. When I was in high school, one of my teammates and I both jumped to try and block an opponent's shot. We both missed the ball, but managed to high-five each other going for the highlight block. Needless to say, it made exactly the same noise as if we did hit the guy's arm and one of us were whistled for a foul, me or my teammate, I can't recall. I was kind of mad, but conceded. Did sound like a foul. Now, as a basketball referee, I try to go by the mantra of one of my colleagues, call what you see, not what you hear. Have I been fooled a few times in a 50-50 call where the sound made me blow the whistle? Sure. Anyway, you obviously can't referee on sound alone, and I try not to be distracted by it, but I do believe it can tip the balance in a 50-50 situation. Just wanted to share this little anecdote to you guys. Thanks for the great work. That's from Nicholas up in Quebec City. A referee, Nicholas, with that little comment there, sharing the idea we were talking about, how quiet it is in the bubble. Maybe that's why more fouls are being called. You can hear the contact, Lee. You can hear the grunting. Yeah, you can. And uh, I think that is a part of it, for sure. Because uh, sometimes you do, you hear a noise and you go, well, that sounded like a foul. I better call something, better blow the whistle. But uh, just because yeah. of contact doesn't mean there's a foul. Mm, right, right, right. I do like that mantra there. Call what you see, <laughs> not what you hear, Tess. Yeah. I wonder how much, even prior to uh, no fans, referees could hear on the floor. Oh, they probably. Hear a good amount. Yeah, I think so. I think so. I think it's just... Uh, there's more focus maybe on it now because there's, well, there's no crowd as well. There's no, there's none of the home crowd intimidation, you know, like uh, influence, I guess is probably a better yep. word to say. You know? should number- wear noise canceling headphones then. That way it's all eyes. Mm. You're not going to get upset about players complaining to you about fouls, less technicals. You're not going to have coaches uh, complaining about fouls. Same thing, less technicals. The game will go faster and you're getting the calls 100% right. Ears should play 0%. <laughs> Come on. I like that idea. You can get a sponsorship out of that too. Oh, nice noise canceling There's headphones. a JBL deal waiting to be made. Right, 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 right. Mm. A lot of hot ears though. <laughs> running up and down that floor. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next one. When touring shows can't start again, oh, excuse me, when touring shows can start again, do you think Nick's owner, James Dolan, is going to hit the road with the hottest new support band in NYC, Tom Thibodeau and the Mikes? That's good stuff. That's very good stuff. 
What are the best NBA support band names y'all can think up? That's from Stav and Fiona in Sydney. Some longtime fans. Yeah, Tom Thibodeau, new Knicks coach, and the Mikes. A lot of assistants named Mike. A lot of guys who have been interviewed named Mike, so that's great. Trey, what do you think? Yeah, there's a few of them. Backing bands, I feel like, um, are not at the height of their popularity, as they would have been circa the 1970s. But here's a few I came up with looking through some classics. Mike Conley and Crazy Horse. You know, just one horse. <laughs> I like uh, that. Tass, you might like this one. Um, throw on some Birkenstocks and listen to the Wesley Matthews Band. <laughs> That's good uh, maybe, maybe you want to have a little dance party. Turn on Parliament Neil Funkadelic. <laughs> You guys want to? You guys want to talk sports? How about Huey Lewis and the Nets? Or maybe uh, the four of us could be white rappers, move up to Beantown, and join Marky Mark and the Donkey Bunch. <laughs> Nailed it. That's yeah. what we were looking for. That's why we included this. We fire those puns there, uh, Trey Kirby. Anyway, anything else to add, or did you knock it out of the park? I think he got it right. I was just trying to think of something with Nick Nurse playing the guitar, singing a song, and in the background, you know that Robert Palmer Simply Irresistible video? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, they're all just nurses in the back instead of the uh, in the girls in the short skirts. You know, Nick, Nick and the nurses or something like that. I don't know. I'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm still, still trying to figure it They're all wearing the out. NN hats. Yeah, 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 yeah. Nick Nurse and the frontline healthcare workers. They can <laughs> donate absolutely everything to the American Nurses Foundation like, uh, <laughs> like No Dunks did. Uh, I got a couple of other cheesy ones. Uh, the Quinn Snyder jazz band and they'd only play metal because there's no jazz in Utah <laughs> uh, Billy Dono can by the lake uh, you know they'd tour in a van and uh, play some music why not that's sure. a dumb one yeah why did I say Dono can by the lake I think I think I meant to write Dono van by the lake and I'm reading Dono can V besides C yeah that's what happened that's definitely what happened <laughs> <laughs> a bit of a typo there yeah is that it? That's it for me. All right, let's keep it going. Uh, I Greetings. got a couple. I got a couple. Oh, well, well Jesus, I, now oh, you got something. How am I supposed to know when you <laughs> want to talk? Fix my problem. Uh, well, I just, I kind of didn't understand the question, so I, too, just came up with some stupid puns. So uh, yeah. we got Dwayne Casey and the Sunshine Band. Mm, Scott nice Brooks and Dunn. Mm. Jason Kidd and Play. Nice. For the Canadians, we got Stan Band 3000. <laughs> and Jerry Sloan, Canadian as well. <laughs> uh, Byron Scott Pilgrim, that's a bit of a stretch. Ooh. But uh, but the an obvious uh, to go against JD in the straight shots. Dave oh. Yeager in the straight shots. Oh, nice. That's a bit of an obvious one. But nice. That's all. Work, JD. Did you figure out the technical difficulties and that allowed you to answer that one? I actually didn't have a technical difficulty. I was just trying to research coach's name so I could... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Yeah, I fixed it. I fixed it. F***ing Pro Tools. F*** you, Pro Tools. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Oh, boy. You just make uh, it all work for yourself, JD. Oh, 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 yeah. It's already, all it's right. already got off the rails, so yeah, it's fine. Next one, next one. Greetings, Nay Dunker. In a recent episode of the Up Down Report, you debated whether or not brownies or cookies were superior. And while obviously cookies will always be brownies, hearing you guys talk about brownies reminded me of the time I made special brownies my freshman year of college. I was in my dorm one night and I decided to eat an incredibly stale brownie baked several <laughs> weeks prior. It was so stale I had to dunk it in water each bite. 
that's gross to me. Um, Disgusting. While I was having a blast for most of the night, watching The Simpsons and dying from laughter, the night ended with me vomiting into my garbage can and then falling asleep. Was there ever a moment in your basketball or regular life in which everything was going so well up until a disastrous ending? Much love from Minneapolis. That's from Casey. Lee, what do you got? Well, Casey's obviously a stoner. There's no doubt about that. And uh, if you're going to eat a, a brownie from that far ago, you can't you can't not use that as a knock against brownies. I mean, you've got to eat the brownie fresh. You can't it's say, true. well, I ate it's one, true. you know, months old and that was sucked. So, yeah. so there you go, Casey. But um, yeah, this you're is stoner. A- you're a huge stoner, man. You ate a brownie once. You're a big come on, stoner. Come on. He's, he's, what did he say? In my dorm one night. Uh, come on, he's stoned. That's fine, though. I'm uh, pro stoning. Get stoned. It's great. Uh, I'm pro stoning. stoning. I'm anti stoned brownie. The Old Testament? Jeez, guy. Get Manos and Tito's on the line. Oh, jeez. Manos and Tito's. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm positive Tidos has got a, uh, a reefer in his hand right now. There's somewhere sitting on the He's beach. He's got a reefer? <laughs> For sure, big one. Okay, uh, Dad. Narc. <laughs> um, anyway, anyway, so um, I'm going back to uh, junior basketball. It was uh, under 14s, I was 13, and we were the second best team in our league. And the team we were, uh, who was best, we played them like the first time and they beat us easily. And then they played it. We played them the second time. They beat us easily. And this team hadn't lost all year long, right? So for a calendar year, twelve months, I hadn't beat. I hadn't lost. And then the third time we played them, or maybe it was the fourth. Anyway, whatever it was, it was like we were. Our team was just hyped up and hyped up, and we got to beat these guys. We got to beat these guys. We got to beat them. And with like uh, twelve seconds to go, uh, we were up by one point. And Dad was the coach, and Dad's Dad called a timeout, and he said, "Right, twelve seconds to go. All you got to do." Pass the ball, keep moving around. Just keep moving around. Everyone, just pass and pass and pass. Run them around, okay? Because you didn't really foul at that level. It's more you had to just steal and, uh, and yeah. get the ball. Anyway, so um, so this guy I passed it into me. I, like I was the first one to receive it, and I'm like, yeah, I want this. I want this moment. I took a dribble, and I threw it, and I got trapped. And two guys just jumped up, blocked the ball, ran down the other end, <laughs> passed to the other guy, laid it up as the buzzer went off. And I was just like devastated. I booted the ball as it came down the hoop. I just kicked oh, it away. Poor sportsman. Oh man, I was just. And I looked at the other end of the court, and basically my entire team was still kind of just making their way down. But it was just me, and it was like, oh my god, I've just blown it. And uh, at that age, it was a devastating moment in my basketball career because you know we most of these guys we kind of went to the same school, so we're friends with, and it was like they had the unbeaten streak, and I was just like. I can't believe I cost my team a chance to knock off the team that hadn't lost all season. And they celebrated, they were high-fiving. And I just, man, what a what a walk back to the bench for a 13-year-old at the time. Just being like, I'm sorry. You blew it. Yeah, what did, uh, what did Dickie say? Oh, no, nah, he was fine. He was fine. I mean, he wasn't, he wasn't thrilled that we lost the game, but he wasn't going to uh, unload on me on the sidelines or anything like that. He sort of, he just said, he goes, you shouldn't have tried to pass it over the two guys. I mean, they were big, you know. Big guys as well. And I was only a little guy. <laughs> Man, I don't know why I chose to bring that story up. I know, bring back, really, bring yeah, back awful memories. But it's uh, really raw for you. I just remember yeah. when they laid it up and the buzzer buzzer sound, and I was like, oh god! Like there was no chance of redemption or anything like that. And uh, they went through the entire year unbeaten. Wow! Oh, oh god, that's what JD is doing right now after hearing you. I'm just thinking that. Seconds. Hit your desk one more time, Lee. One more time. I can't take them out when you're talking, you know. 
Oh man, yeah, it's a tough story, JD. It's a tough yeah, story. It's a yeah, yeah, yeah. He's beating himself up still over this. This is crazy. He's gonna go. He's gonna go call up Manos and Titos right now. And he's gonna relax <laughs> after that story. Uh, I'll jump in here. Uh, 2008, uh, I attended my cousin's wedding in Seattle. It was a great wedding. Then I took a drive up through the state of Washington into Canada. Beautiful drive on my own. I got a speeding ticket. No big deal. That didn't really, that didn't slow me down. No big I was planning on not paying it, but I paid it anyway. That had nothing to do with the, the story. It was, uh, it was a great drive up and then had a fun time at a friend bachelor parties, our friend Thody's bachelor party in Vancouver in Victoria. Lovely. And I, and I flew home after uh, drinking a kokanee beer for eight straight days. And I, bl- and I blamed the kokanee beer that was, uh, that was uh, floating around in my bones because the, ne- the day of that I got back, I broke my femur playing softball. So, uh, yeah, that didn't end well. It was great. It was a great run. Uh, and I enjoyed the water of kokanee as I was drinking it. But uh, I'm blaming kokanee for my weak bones. <laughs> like, that makes any sense. Anyways, it was, a good, it was a good week. And then a bad six months where I couldn't walk. But it was fun. Trey, what do you got? I was a bed pisser in college, so I had a lot of really fun <laughs> nights that would not be fun mornings. Uh, for how warm it is coming out, it's freezing cold if you're in it for hours at a time. Yeah. <laughs> yes, uh, a story you shared on the podcast before. Uh, yeah. Oh, man, it's amazing. I, yeah. I wish it was just one time that I pissed the bed, but uh, yeah, it wasn't. <laughs> it was more. It was several. Yeah, it was several. It was a, a monthly occurrence, I would say. But, um, you know, it's good to have reputation. Uh, I've got a couple of friends who are bed pissers too. And uh, <laughs> one, one time we were on a trip. There was three of us and we were staying in a hotel with four beds. And, uh, and, and one morning, um, I can't remember why, but for some reason I wanted to go into the spare bed. And there was no one lying in it. And I jumped into it and it was soaking wet it was a water bed. <laughs> and my friend said yeah sorry i swapped beds and i'm like oh, i think i know why <laughs> oh, gross. that's gross yeah uh, <laughs> yes it is it's gross. <laughs> uh, skeets you got one for this yeah i mean just uh i've talked about it before definitely uh when i ran the boston marathon for the first time the only time so far a couple of years ago uh Things were going oh so well for that first uh, first half of the marathon. I was and you pissed it. yourself. Uh, that no. uh, I actually somehow didn't piss myself. Um, but uh, yeah, it was a little downhill. You know, you're all hyped up. You're running with a bunch of fast people and uh, overdid it to say the least. I know some of you guys were tracking me on the app that you could, and everybody like after it was funny to see like everybody commenting like, "Wow, Skeets is killing it!" Oh my god! And then you know. I hit the wall, literally hit the wall, hit Heartbreak Hill, and uh, had to walk at one point. Bad timing, too, because that's when I saw somebody with a No Dunks fan, or a Starters fan, I guess, at the time. Uh, sign, excuse me. Yeah, and I'm like, dead. I was literally dying. So that that was started well and turned uh, disastrous very, very quickly. It gets a lot of people. It gets a lot of people. I'll get it next time. All right, next yeah. one, Tad. Disastrous. You still, you still ran a good time. Yeah, yeah. I was just, uh, yeah. I mean, I was on pace to to do sub three when I was uh, through the first whatever thirteen or fourteen miles. I was feeling it too, but it got it got humid 
And I was just went too fast. And that's what will happen. It'll just knock the shit out of you, which it did. It's, it's very humbling, for sure. Uh, when you got to just stop a race and start walking. <laughs> and, and then you see someone with a sign cheering you on. <laughs> oh, I think I stopped to take a photo of him. Uh, I'm pretty sure I did. Yeah. Well, at least then you can play it cool. Like, oh, yeah, sure, man. I'll get a picture with you. In reality, it's like a player who like looks like they're hurt down on the ground. Like, oh, my ankle's killing me, killing me. They're just trying to catch that breath to finish strong. <sighs> yeah, no. If anything, he did inspire me to like run the final couple of miles. I found my wind. I was like, I can't walk this in for the last couple of miles. So I ended up going again and got running again. But once you stop running a marathon, oh, my God, is it difficult to get going again. That's for damn sure. So. Yeah. All right. Next email here. Hey, No Dunks 5. Longtime listener, first time, etc., etc. Why is it when you guys do beach stepping and Skeetsy says, ah, yeah, at the start, TK, you used to say, blah. Blah! B L A A A H. Brup, brup. No, the blah. But, anyways, you don't say it anymore. What gives, man? I listen for it every time now, and every time I'm let down. Don't have much else to say. More just writing to say, keep up the good work. Watch my short video I've attached to this email. Just another Friday night here in Melbourne during lockdown. And if you're watching this on YouTube, JD has thrown in this bloke's home vid, so you can check it out. He continues, it's, if it seems like this was one big ramble, it's probably because I'm a few beers down. LOL. That's from, cheer, that's from Anthony in Melbourne. JD, what, what were your thoughts? You saw this video. I saw the video. Your, your work up on the big screen. Yeah. I'll, yeah. I'll it was, right, right. It was, uh, it looked great. The, the, the intro, the beach step and intro looks awesome on the big screen. I'm glad that it cut away before it went to the zoom screen with uh, our faces. Cause it's just, it's a, it's a sharp spike down in the quality, uh, uh, department, but, uh, yeah, it looks cool. It sounded pretty good too. Um, and as, as to the reason, uh, Trey, if you, uh, if you don't mind me answering for you, it's that the music is actually gone. It's because of Zoom that we've sort of, you're not rocking along to the music anymore because for you, you're not hearing the music because uh, we have to cut it. Uh, otherwise, we won't hear each other speak. So uh, I am looking into alternatives for this. It's been weighing on my mind heavily, so... <laughs> Uh, you and Anthony, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, we'll uh, we'll we'll get to a, a point where uh, well, hopefully we'll be back in the same room at some point soon ish. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah, I always forget that's a possibility. It, it sure doesn't feel a, like it. it. Seems like a very distant possibility. It's a dream. It's a it's a light at the end of the tunnel of a very 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 long tunnel, but it's. Potentially something that could happen, but in yeah. the meantime, I am looking at, 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 uh, at. I want to get off the Zoom train. Mm. So mm. yeah. In the meantime, we can all say blah instead of yeah. Well, just just <laughs> throw it in. <laughs> throw it in. The other the other part too, like you are right, JD. Like the the music that we're not really hearing. It's also like because of this setup. There is the tiniest of lag. Like, you hear us every once in a while talking over each other too. I think that's a bit of an issue as well. Yeah. Trey is that. Is that fair to say? Oh, yeah. And I just stopped doing it as another thing, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to think, why did I really stop? I was like, oh, I guess I just stopped at some point. <laughs> didn't pick it up. <laughs> didn't know anybody missed it. Well, back when we were Shout in the audience. You, Anthony, it's coming back. 
back when we were in the office, I think you were toning it down a little for the for the uh, the neighbors, so we would because we were getting all those <laughs> yeah. complaints. So like, that could a be slow, part of it. a slow removal of the. Brr. Yeah. Wow, will they will they still be there when we ever go back to our <laughs> office? That's they must be loving it. They're like these guys are never coming back. It's so weird to think about. We have an office. <laughs> I actually forgot about it until you said it. We have a bunch of like nice art up in our office. We have a nice office. Yeah, and uh, I miss it. I miss it dearly. All right, next one. People seem to reply to Trey all the time on Twitter. And they spell his name like the Nintendo ghost, despite having the correct spelling right in front of them. It's K-E-R-B-Y, people. So my question for Trey is, do you hate Kirby, the Nintendo ghost? (laughs) And for the rest of you guys, is there anybody out there with a similar name to you that you strongly dislike or have a weird bias against? Twist up, burrito time, coffin. That's from Yo-Yo in Rochester, New York. What do you think, Kirby with an E? I personally don't get upset with misspellings because my first name gets misspelled all the time. My last name gets misspelled all the time. The only time I'm upset with it is if I'm on the payroll and, you know, it's going to be messing with my money. Or if it's an interview, if you're like you're writing a piece about no dunks, if you're writing about something I happen to say, put my name in there, right? Um, That being said, I did refuse to play Kirby as a kid. I've never played Kirby's Dreamland because in our house, it's an E, uh, and I don't care if you're a little pink guy doing whatever he does. I don't even know what he does. He sucks up balloons, gets a big old Uh, belly. I have no clue. I never played that game at all. Oh, yeah. I totally forgot he was pink. He's very pink. (laughs) Very pink. Also, Kirby Puckett, no go in the Kirby household. Mm -hmm. He also, you know destroyed atlanta once upon a time so <laughs> uh, does anyone have uh, other names similar to you or that you hate for some reason weird bias uh i know i'm a little bit like trey i don't have a bias against lee but i hate it if someone has to send me an email and my email address is l-e-i-g-h and they have to type that in and then they start the email with an l double e yeah. I'm just like, I mean, how, how can you get that wrong, man? How can you get that wrong? <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that, that's about all. Yeah, that's all, really. I'm, well, I'm not offended. What about that person you had uh, had to get her Instagram handle? You had, had that exchange <laughs> with Lee Ellis. Lee Ellis, she was, so she had your your Instagram handle. You guys did an exchange? Yeah. Oh, yeah, you- I just I just said, because she used to get tagged in a lot of stuff, and she sort of sent it to me and said, I think this is all being for you, because it was a lot of basketball or NBA stuff. And I just said, oh, yeah, thanks. And then we started becoming friends, and then I just said to her one day, uh, would you mind giving me that name? And she was like, oh, no, I don't really want to give it up. And I was like, okay, no worries. And then about a month later, she said, you know what? You can have it if you want. And I said, wow. oh, that's really nice of you. And so we changed it. And uh, and now she's not on Instagram. She's closed her account. So um, we're no longer friends. Well, I mean, we're still friends, but... Uh, <laughs> but uh, we're still quite close, actually. Yeah. And it was funny. It was funny because it was about, I guess, uh, probably, I don't know, six months ago now, I actually got a DM on Twitter and someone asked me some really weird stuff. And I just wrote back and I said... What do you, I don't know what you're talking about. And they said, uh, and then, then this girl wrote back and she said, oh, this used to be my friend's Instagram account. Um, so I was just sort of checking in. I was like, oh, right. And then we both tried to find her and we couldn't find the other one. So she's, uh, yeah. She, she so now you're friends with her entire friend network? <laughs> I'm, I'm, yeah. yeah I'm but, but now you're she, in the wedding. It was, uh, it was so great. We used to like, we just became friends and uh, yeah, she was great on Instagram too. She had some really good photos. She's lived out in Nebraska and yeah. Um, 
Yeah, I don't know what happened to her. She oh. just decided that was enough and uh, and moved on. But yeah, um, you you have the you have the the name the Lee name being uh, a lot of women have that name as well. Yes, so I'm like yes, that, and, and yeah, as men yeah. do too. I yeah. went to school with uh, I think two girls and they both had the name Lee, but one was spelt L E E and the other one was L E I G H. But mm. there was a bond. We were the Lee bond, the Lee gang, you know. Because <laughs> you know, girls got called. Hey, it's a boy's name, and boys get. Hey, it's a girl's name. We're like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> Skeets. Skeets, do you know any skeetses that you don't like? No, no, I've never, I've never had this problem. Um, not, not with my name. No, I don't know. What about you, Tass? Do you get upset with people mispronouncing your name? I mean, that obviously happens a ton. Nah, yeah, for sure. I mean, my name is Tassos, so that's a, that's a full name of my of my real full name, Anastasios. And and Tassos is it, the proper pronunciation is Tassos. So, you know, Tass. Tasso, Tasso. I've been called it all. So, you know, sort of like Trey. I got no problems. Even Melas is my actual last name. Right. So, you know, Melis, Melis, uh, Tasshole. Give me whatever you got. <laughs> I'll, t- I'll take it all. No problem. No problem. We'll roll with it. It's a conversation starter because I got to correct you. Uh, all good. All good. JD, you got any JD problems? Well, there's a there's a motorcycle racer out there named Jason Doyle. So I, I had a problem with him, but then I was like, I actually Googled Jason Doyle. And then there was this guy in Ottawa who's a stalker, like in the news. <laughs> oh, no. To, popped up. And I'm just like, God, there's so many Jason Doyles out there. And it just takes one to bring us all down, you know? Like, right. Well, you can fall back on being the TD if you really, really yeah. wanted to. Though, couldn't you? Yeah, switch over to Terrence, I guess. Just go to yeah. Terrence, yeah. Yeah, yeah Terrence. <laughs> what do you? What'd you say you are again? You're the third, right? I'm the third. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. So okay. then you'd be the South Park guy. That's. That's. Yeah, what do you? You know, what about though, JD? You know, with your musical background, you know how everyone just uh, ridicules JD in the straight shot. How do you feel about that? I mean, yeah. <laughs> you'll never uh, be able to tour with a backing band called the Straight Shot. That's right. I won't. Uh, I'm fine with that. You know, as I said before, I've walked away from music, so uh, James only can have JD in the shit straight shots. I'm fine. With that. <laughs> shit shot. Well, JD, if you go back to Ter- if you go to Terrence, then I will go to Philip. So that will oh, really yeah. be South Park. We'll, be, we'll just uh, change the name of this show to the Terrence and Phillips show. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, a couple more here. What up, No Dunks homies? On Saturday, my wife and I went to a local pizza spot to grab some lunch. While we were waiting for our order, she excused herself to the restroom to wash her hands. When she came back, her eyes were bugged out of her head and she was pale as a ghost. I asked her what was wrong and she said she knocked on one of the restroom doors for context... This restaurant has two single occupancy restrooms. No one answered. And when she opened the unlocked door, not only was a man in the restroom, she explained with great confusion that he was sitting on the toilet backwards, (laughs) facing the wall. Without hesitation, without hesitation, I said, oh my gosh, you saw a leapy. In the wild. (laughs) Needless to say, her confusion only grew. I've been listening to the pod ever since I discovered the drop on the Grantland feed back in the Basketball Jones days. My wife, not a big sports fan, and has never listened to the pod. I'm certain she had no idea the podcast even existed. The rest of our lunch conversation involved me explaining the pod, the No Dunks crew, and the origins of the Lee P. On the way home, I found the Lee P episode, played it for her, and she got a huge kick out of it. (laughs) 
2020 just keeps getting weirder. I never imagined my wife in the No Dunks pod would cross paths. So my question is, can you remember a time that two unrelated areas in your life unexpectedly collided? Keep up the hard work. That's from Penny Hardaway. No, it's not. It's from Josh in Jacksonville, who also says Penny Hardaway rules. Yeah. Skeets, what do you, what do you think? Uh have you ever seen the Leapy in the Wild? And, uh... <laughs> oh my God. I mean, we've talked before about, uh, you know, you go into a restroom and you open up a stall and somebody's in there and because the door wasn't locked or malfunctioned or something, what's, who's, who's more embarrassed? Is it the person sitting on the toilet or is it the person actually coming into the stall? I've always said it's more embarrassing for whatever reason for the person coming into the stall, catching someone, you know, taking a dump for whatever reason. <laughs> Um, but no, haven't seen the Leapy in the Wild. I would go nuts if I saw the Leapy in the Wild. I would be, I'd be snapping photos. Like, oh my God, this is incredible. You got to come on the podcast. Do you think it this? changes who it's more embarrassing for if the person on the toilet is doing the Leapy? Because, I mean, uh, standard standard setup, they come in, you're looking face to face. It's right. embarrassing for everyone. But imagine how embarrassing it must be for the person... <laughs> who decides to do the leap he during the day. As we've heard, you can never do it during the day for this exact reason. But they have to be, like, peeking over their shoulder to hear you. It's going to get even weirder if the dude walking in pulls his phone out and starts snapping away, though. <laughs> i got to tag you. What's your Instagram handle? Yeah. I can tell that. I don't want to tag the wrong person. Um, yeah, no, that's a great question, Trey. I, I don't know. I feel like if you are taking the leapy in the middle of the day in a public washroom, oh, you yeah. don't give oh. a f- who sees you, man. You got so yeah. much confidence running through your body. Yeah. So it's definitely more embarrassing for the person oh. coming in. Oh, yeah. wow. Um, yeah. I will say my answer to this uh, happened recently where this like weird collision of two things that I love um, came together. And it was going on Rob and Akiva uh, Need a Podcast, which is an extension of uh, Rob Sesterino. He went on Survivor twice. I'm a huge fan of his podcast. Rob has a podcast. They do Survivor. You know, like they're legends in the game. I know JD and, and Trey have, have heard him before for sure. They know who I'm talking about here. And not too long ago, um, Mike Bloom, who also does work with them and, and is a great you know Survivor podcast himself and writer, he reached out to me on Twitter and said, Rob and Akiva are doing this thing. Now, they have a wild podcast where every week is something different. They actually spin a wheel to decide what the topic will be. And it landed on they needed to find Rob, an NBA team to cheer for. He's a big football fan. He's a big baseball fan, but he doesn't have an NBA team. And with the restart, he wanted to pick one. So they asked if I would come on as sort of like the NBA expert and um, try and figure out what his team should be that he should cheer for. So it was a, it was a lot of fun for me to, to uh, talk to Rob and, and go on with Akiva and uh, help figure out his team. And uh, in the end, guys, I'm happy to say, we got Rob Cesarino as a Raptors fan. Yeah. So uh, he has joined the Raptors. Shocker. Uh, fandom. Yeah, I know, a bit of a shocker. It was actually, I was just there to like, yeah, lead him in the right direction, but he had a bunch of his fans send in like pitches for each team. And um, there happens just to be a ton of Canadians that love Survivor and love Rob Has a Podcast. So there was a lot of good pitches for the Raps, and he ultimately went with them. Um, but yeah, that was a fun fun merging of my my nba fandom and my survivor fandom into one and he was he was awesome too and it was a bit of a surprise for rob i guess they kept it secret from him that i was going to come on so he's a raptors fan now and uh, uh highly recommend you go check that podcast out though i will say 
you think we do long podcasts? That thing was like three hours long. Wow. It was unbelievable. I couldn't believe it. I was still having a blast doing it, but I was like, God damn it. People listen to this? It's three hours long, man. Turns out they do. Those uh, Survivor uh, and Robin Akiva Nita podcast fans are loyal. That's my answer. What do you guys got? Mine's reality TV uh, related as well. Um, did not like Jay Cutler as the quarterback for the Chicago Bears. Thought he was a bit of a sourpuss, but I love that guy on Very Cavallari back uh, before uh, his marriage to Kristen Cavallari broke up. Uh, there's a lot of real- reality TV that goes on in this house when there's not basketball on. So to see Jay Cutler on screen being hilarious and being like an uplifting guy was very strange for me. But uh I guess it's over. I guess uh, I guess I won't be seeing it unless uh, unless he comes out with his own show. What's wow. up, Lur? Cutler? I don't know. <laughs> Is he still in the NFL? No, no, no. He's just uh, hunting and fishing and making jokes and looking sad, even though he's supposedly happy. <laughs> <laughs> so was uh, did they explore the breakup on the show or like? Had that ended I don't the- think that that season has happened yet because, like, they left for some island um, once oh, the yeah. quarantine hit, and then they got, like, uh, they basically got stuck on that island with her two best friends and their couple, and uh, spending that much time together apparently wasn't good for Jay and Kristen because coming back, it's just going to be Kristen on the show. Wow, wow. <laughs> Well, yeah, he did. I guess it was working when he was out in the woods for half the day, right? <laughs> That's exactly right. Mm. Okay. What about you guys, Tass, Trey, J- or T- Lee, JD? I'll jump in. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll jump in because uh, you mentioned MMA, or I'm sorry, you mentioned long podcasts. Uh, I thought of Joe Rogan. I thought of Ariel Hawani. And uh, I watched Ariel Hawani for a long time reporting on MMA. Then I saw him on an NBA sideline. You mentioned football earlier there with Rob Sestrin. I watched Lisa Salters as a sideline reporter for the NFL. Now she's on the NBA sideline. Things are just merging. And then I watched Arta Ocal cover all sports for such a long time. Now he's covering esports. I love me some esports. It just blew my mind seeing Arta Ocal <laughs> slash Kyle Edwards on my esports TV feed, screen, <laughs> Twitch. Uh, think, think these, these talented people just, just crossing over. Crazy stuff. I uh, when I started seeing Roxana, it was 2006, and uh, Shaq was obviously still pretty good in the league at the time. And uh, one Saturday afternoon, Roxana and I were like, uh, we were, were planning on meeting up that night. <clears throat> and so when we met up at, the, at night, uh, we exchanged pleasantries, and and I said, oh, what'd you do today? And she said, oh, I just went out with some friends for lunch, and then I had a then I went out and had a facial. And I said, ah, oh, facial. Was it served up to you by Shaquille O'Neal? <laughs> she just looked at me and was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> I thought you were going to say she was telling you she went out for a pedigree and she happened to be going out with your mate, Old Eight Toes. <laughs> uh, she was there the night we met, Eight Toes. Ah, oh, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I just dropped a Marv Albert on her and uh, <laughs> dropped in Marv. Did you just have a stale special brownie? <laughs> what the hell's wrong with you? <laughs> no, she, there was just a little pause in the air while she looked at me and just sort of then she just sort of carried on like, yeah, yeah, and then I did this and that and that was it. And I was just like, yeah, I'm surprised that gag didn't really uh, didn't really fit with her. <laughs> but I, I was really proud of myself to just drop it on the spot like that. I thought that was, that was pretty cool. <laughs> But, uh, <laughs> hey, 
himself. That was pretty cool. <laughs> you nailed it, man. A spectacular joke by yeah. me. <laughs> JD, do you have an answer for this one? Nah, I'm not following that. Oh, uh, no? Okay. <laughs> well, well, I thought you would go with the survivor angle, too. Maybe Wendell uh, coming on our show. Oh, yeah. I mean, that was a, that was a big one. Yeah, that was, most was, uh, that was very, very oh, strange that, to have a to have a a, a, a a survivor winner in our office, our beloved office that we just <laughs> mentioned. That was so. It was very strange and surreal to have him in there for sure. For sure. Look at the yeah smile on JD's face in that photo too. It's like uh, <laughs> it's like he's got his arm around a swimsuit model. He's just like. Eh. <laughs> the best day of my career. <laughs> okay, well, we've got one more here. This is a bit of a surprise email that I'm uh, springing on the guys. Uh, let me read it to you. Dear No Ducks, I'm writing in regards to concerning comments made on your August 1st show. The topic of lice was brought up, and Lee mentioned that he'd had it, quote, a couple of times. He went on to point out how easily transmittable it is, noting, quote, once one of the boys gets it, the other gets it, and then I've got it, Roxanne has got it too. This leads me to wonder if Lee ever went into work with lice and worried about passing it to a coworker, perhaps in a situation where he worked in a small office with five other people, shared costumes, masks, hats, clothes, chairs, couches, etc. Just curious, no reason, tin cups, hills have eyes, Baldwin. That is from... Matthew Austin, producer of The Starters. (laughs) Lee, here to respond. Yes, no, uh, it's a legitimate uh, question, but I will say that... um, (laughs) Did you give us No, I will say the thing is when you find out you have lice, they are actually pretty easy to get rid of because you go and you get this this, uh, shampoo that they go, the lice ladies zip out out of your head, (laughs) and once they get it out of your head, it's pretty much gone. So, um, and also... You would need to be very, very close to another person to actually get it. Now, the reason why I get it is because I lie down on the same bed as my kids. You know, you're in the car, you're in the house, pillows, cushions and things like that. So in the office environment that we're in, unless you were like sort of, you know, embracing one another. The, uh, Tap dancing around the answer here. Did you or did you not <laughs> no, go to the no. office with lice? No, no, because... Because anytime, anytime we found out about it, uh, we got it, we got it taken care of like immediately. It's not something you sleep on and think, oh, maybe the lice will just go away. You, uh, you go and because you've got to get rid of the eggs as well. Obviously, yeah, the eggs yeah. is where the, the they they keep hatching. You can kill like because I've seen it on one of my boys one day. It was a Sunday. It was a Sunday. Oh, we were out on the uh, we we're out. I know it was a Sunday because I called the lice ladies and they were closing at like one o'clock. <laughs> And, is this uh, a business? <laughs> yeah, it's in, uh, it's in Atlanta. A here. salon, the lice it's ladies. Actually, it's actually just around the corner from JD's place. Um, and uh, and, I, and my, my uh, Oscar was sitting on my lap and I saw a little bug in his hair and I grabbed it. I'm like, oh my God, that's it for sure. So I'm that as soon as I see that bug and I know what a lice looks like now, I'm like, right, everyone in the car, we're going to the lice ladies and, uh, and, and you're off. And uh, you should see, man, those ladies are great. They, they, they put the, the formula in your hair and then boom, 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 boom. They scrape it all off and then you're done. And, uh, and it's great. So yeah, no, I never, I never would have passed it on to anybody because if I would have, you would have found out about it anyway. It's not, it's, it's, it's not like a, it's not like a cold where you get it. And then a couple of days later, it's gone. If you got the lice, you would have known about it. That, uh, yeah. So I wouldn't have I wouldn't have spread that around, but um, 
it's funny though it is funny though when you have when you have a lice experience and you clear it up and then a week or so later you're just sort of like oh ah don't tell me i've got it again you know like maybe they miss us but any itch on your head you're like i'm convinced i've got the lice again but uh we have our own supply of the moose at home to put in our hair whenever we get them now so uh, we don't need to hit up the lice labels holy crap i did not think we were getting this much detail of this story this is incredible so you think matty o should rest easy he can rest easy unless he all of a sudden remembers he had a really itchy head one time. But again, it would like they they wouldn't have just like gone away. He would have gotten to the point where it's like, all right, there's something going on here, and he would have had to hit up the lice ladies. I don't know, man. Else? There was nobody who liked to, to try on a hat more than Matt Austin. Anytime wow. we would get yeah. a shipment of hats, that guy was popping them on his head, checking in the mirror, pulling it in the thing. That's an easy way to transmit. Yeah, yeah, but um, yeah, no, he's safe, safe, Matt. Don't worry, man. It's fine. You know, so, so you don't think, uh, you know, the following Monday after that Sunday trip to LiceLadies.com that uh, you should have announced to the office, especially to Matty O, that uh, you had a problem with Lice the day before. Yeah, no, because, because again, you, they eradicated immediately. Um, it would have been kind of fun to just sort of, it would have been kind of fun in hindsight to sort of say, maybe guys don't come too close to me. I'm in sort of Lice quarantine right now, but... Uh, <laughs> Just to see him freak out. It would have been great. <laughs> I always thought it was weird those Mondays when you would just show up with a completely shaved head. I didn't know what was going on, but it must have stopped at the Lice Ladies. Oh, man. The, the yeah. Lice Ladies are young. I'm surprised. I, I, maybe it's because the way you ex- describe them, but I expected them to be elder, nice elderly ladies for some well, odd reason, but they're very young. Yeah. They're, they, know, they know their stuff. Yeah, there's different technicians. Uh, but, uh... <laughs> Yeah, man, those those combs they use with those really sharp, fine uh, teeth. Like because when you do it on your own kid, you know you kind of you're like a little bit afraid that you're going to hurt them because they're really pointy and they're so yeah. tight. But the ladies there, they know what they're doing and uh, they they zip through your kids. I'm I'm lucky. Fortunately, I don't know if it's any different for you, Trey, with daughters there and, and Tass as well, because my boys have got pretty short hair. So, uh, you know, a treatment doesn't take, it only takes them five minutes to sort of go through their hair, but longer, curlier, wavier hair. Well, takes, this uh, is why Matty O was petrified that you were bringing lice into the office. You imagine trying to take a comb through Matty O's hair? You can't get through that. <laughs> it's there's never no way. House would love a masterpiece. Yeah, yeah, there's no yeah. way. That's why he's yeah. concerned. It's like a pillow top mattress. God, they would uh, they would love Trey's hair right now. That'd be like going to a, a theme park with a, a water slide and roller coasters and everything. Like that. Yeah, Trey's got a real Come coach on Steve down. look going yeah. on. Right now. Yeah, the man <laughs> Okay, okay, let's call it there. My God, um, thank you so much for sending in your emails and comments. Keep them coming. No dunks at theathletic.com. Tweet them in at no dunk sink and uh if you're matty o just send them directly to me and i'll uh, slip them in I here love, firmly in the I, I love the anxiety he must have been feeling when he heard that <laughs> you brought like you must have given me lies at some point <laughs> <laughs> that's 100 percent what he's thinking for sure it would have oh, been hilarious if one day he just decided to came in and he said you know what i had lice and then all of a sudden i was like oh two days ago i think i saw one on sebastian i'm not going to say anything i'm just going to get my hair clean though and <laughs> oh man oh my god all right so guys join us tonight if you're catching this on thursday if you're catching on friday join us tonight as well the bubble wrap continues you can catch us live on no dunks or you know subscribe to the podcast wherever you download the no dunks classics and you'll get it as immediately as we put it up 
JD, thank you so much for dealing with the technical difficulties mm. here today. <laughs> Appreciate you uh, trucking along here. And, uh, you know, especially, you know what? Credit to JD, too, for staying up late at night here to get these uh, bubble wraps up. This is, you know, a lot of us can uh, just basically go to bed right after we're done recording. JD's got to put all the work in after that. So, JD, thank you, man. Oh, you're welcome. You're welcome. It's my pleasure. It really is. Clipper bros. You heard it here first. Have a great time. Turn up. Love you guys. Awesome. Thanks for joining us, and remember, all Lice Ladies technicians are professionally trained and have a minimum of a four-year college degree in lice eradication. Okay, it, that's not what it says, but it does say, have a minimum of a four-year college degree and or equivalent medical and or science background. The Lice Ladies know what's up. Brace the day, people. You could stay. Every day And I'd be happy Every minute